Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 114. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my guest, the kind, the wise, Skip Cohn. <laughs> wow, the kind and the wise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You are. You are kind and wise. I I don't know if it's <laughs> if the word is really wise and wisdom or it's just experience. There's an awful lot of things you learn when you hang around and you just you look at all the mistakes you've made and all the things you wish you had done differently and you be you do become wiser. For so, sure. Yeah. And uh re re regarding your your history uh, and your experience, um, you've been in the photo uh, photography industry your entire adult life. And uh, I think that in many ways that you are the heart and soul of the photo industry. Well, um, in I, many ways. Well, I, I appreciate that. But there's that old line about if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, I sure. really consider myself one of the luckiest knuckleheads in this industry. <laughs> and I look back over some of the things that I just sort of stumbled into and other the other things that I might have worked towards. And mm -hmm. I just I, I love this industry. In February, it'll yeah. be, oh, my God, it'll be 51 years um, wow. since I was washing bottles in a lab at Polaroid in 1970. <laughs> so. So That's for those who don't who don't know Skip, um, he is the founder of Skip Cone University. He is the CMO of Platypod. He is the past president of both Rangefinder Publishing and WPPI. Uh, as you heard, he worked for Polaroid, and he was also the president of Hasselblad for a while, and Hasselblad, has co-authored USA, not not Hasselblad the world, USA. <laughs> And has uh, co-authored six books on photography and actively supports dozens of projects each year involving photographic education. And in addition to his daily blog post at SCU, he's a co-host of three podcasts, Mind Your Own Business, Beyond Technique, and Tamron Recipes. He's also a speaker on a variety of conferences and conventions around the country and online speaking of pivot and shift, most recently kicking, <laughs> kicking off ClickCon Nation Online. So this is, I think, the third episode of the Pivot and Shift miniseries. Uh, Skip, I am excited to have you as a guest for this because I think you're going to have some really good insights into what's going on in the, in the photo industry right now because of the pandemic and ways that we're seeing photographers pivot and shift to keep making money. Well, thank you. Absolutely. I'm honored. I'm flattered. Um, the The truth is, I I kind of see myself like the old town crier in the uh, 17 early 1800s, where somebody walked through the town and and literally shouted out the news. I talk to, I either talk to or observe or interact with hundreds of hundreds of photographers every day in social media. Um, a lot of phone calls, and a lot of times ideas that I'm sharing, and I always try and give credit to whoever came up with them, um, it's a matter of us just getting closer as an industry. 
and talking mm-hmm. to each other more because the answers are all the answers are all out there. I used to write marketing programs for Polaroid, and every now and then I'd hit a good one, and somebody would say, "My God, how'd you come up with that idea?" And I, my answer was always the same. Well, I asked the sales rep um, in that area. You know, if we raised your quota by a hundred percent, what would you need to make it? Or I walked into a retailer and said, we want, we want you to order twice as much Polaroid product as you did last year. What are you going to need? And the answers were all there. And they'd come up with answers like more ad dollars, discounts, kits, accessories. So the answers are all out there. So that's one of the one, the one thing that I always recommend to everybody, even before the pandemic, was get involved in your local community, find a group of photographers that are getting together once a month. Now you can do it and you can find groups online, but just talk to each other because whatever problem you're having right now, somebody else has already had it on the other side of the country. Right. Yeah. There's, and there's tons of local groups of photographers meeting either in person, less these days in person, but uh, online doing during zooms and Google meets and Facebook rooms and all these different things on a regular basis. So there's people out there um, to locally to that that don't look at you like a competitor. Exactly. That look at you like um, you know someone that you could work together on you know for and help each other. So, um, so we are impacted as as in the photo industry big time um, when it comes to uh, this pandemic. We are um, losing clients, not permanently, but temporarily because of uh, the whole distance thing. And so I'm wondering, uh, from your perspective, um, and based on all the people that you interact with on a regular basis and the photographers you talk with, can you share share some of the general shifts that you've seen in the photo industry? Well, yeah. I mean, some of them are obviously due to the pandemic. Uh, because of the pandemic, there's a definite shift to online. That's the obvious one. And we're all interacting more online. But online also means you've got an opportunity to interact with your clients. And that leads into the second shift I've seen, where now more than ever, relationship building is a key. It's always mm-hmm. been a key. But now, um, let's take a portrait, a family portrait photographer. All it takes is a a phone call to a client, a past client, not to sell anything, just to say, hey, I'm just checking in. I know you got little kids at home. How are you doing with the pandemic? Just to touch base. Um, I'm noticing that I answer my phone much quicker. I even enjoy taking these stupid telemarketing calls just to harass them (laughs) because it gets the aggression out of my system. Um, And I've got, I've got no more robo. I don't know how many people use it, but it blocks a lot of the telemarketing calls every now and then I see one and I just feel like it's like a workout. All right, let's get, let's get somebody. And it's always somebody on the other side of the world who's telling me that something's been billed to my Amazon card or they want to extend credit. Um, In any event, we're answering our phone more, but use the phone more. Make those outgoing calls. Keep in touch with people. Facebook has become stronger than ever. And I hate it because Facebook does not do a good job when it comes to customer service. And anybody mm-hmm. that's ever had a problem with Facebook knows what it's like to get something resolved. Um, but at the same time, Facebook has given us an ability um, to keep in touch. And one of the best places is to follow all your clients on birthdays and anniversaries. And just being able to say, hey, 
you know, I noticed it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Hope your family's good. Hope you're staying safe, safe and healthy. But again, that's one of the shifts is to more social media. Um, the other one that's kind of interesting, and this is perfect for people in downtime right now, um, video is stronger than ever. Now right. is the time to take that boring about page bio you've got on your website and do a short video. It's one to two minutes. You can do it hybrid and combine video with still images and some music and a soundtrack of you talking about why you love your business, why you love being a photographer, what your clients um, hope you'll do. So a shift into uh, doing more video. I've also seen a big shift, and this comes out of the my platypod hat, um, more people doing at-home projects because you don't have necessarily have any place to go. We've seen a huge increase in people doing macro. And because it's, right. it's safe, you can do it at home. You can take a, a flower from the garden or something that's in a potted plant or a piece of jewelry and play around with lighting it. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's just playtime. But think of how many wedding photographers and Scott, you know, plenty and I know plenty. Yep. I can't tell you how many bad ring shots I've seen over the years or bad flower <laughs> shots. Yeah. Details are part of the wedding. So right now, yep. while you're hunkered down, there's a shift in things you can be doing to build your skill set out. Um, yeah. And then the I other, actually think yeah. that I, I, I actually think that the, the whole macro thing might also see a surge in stock images being you know, put out on, on these different stock sites to be yep. sold. Because uh, that's a lot of stuff that you may not use for client work, but could be perfect for stock. Well, and also Adobe stock. I mean, a, a while back they were doing a huge push and I know it's still there. They're looking mm -hmm. for, I believe it's eight to 15 second video clips. Mm -hmm. So being able to do a clip of, I don't know, it could be a butterfly. It could be a dog eating dog food. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's those lifestyle short clips um, right. that they're looking for. It's the wind blowing through the trees. If you live near water, maybe it's a wave that's bouncing over and over again on the shore, yeah. but it's looking for those short video clips. So there's some, there's some interesting opportunities out there that come out of those shifts. Yeah. And, and for the photographers, we went, when to, to circle back around to the about page that you were talking about doing the video for the photographers that are not great at video editing, but can have the camera to record the video themselves. And then obviously they'll have their stills from their client work. They can use a service like Animoto, who's been in the photo industry for many years yep. to basically automate that 15 second video for them. You just take that, you know, you, you take your, the video clip and drop it into Animoto. You take, you know, the photos, drop into Animoto, choose your template, choose the music, done. It literally spits it out, edited for you already. Um, so there's easy solutions for that as well for for those who aren't comfortable in Premiere or Final Cut Pro or anything like that. Well, you just hit on something that that Joe McNally said early on in the uh, when the pandemic was getting started. He was he made a comment about expanding his skill set, and I almost mm -hmm. fell off my chair because when you think about skill sets and Joe McNally, I mean, what is there left for? that Joe needs to learn. And he made a comment that he was going to use the downtime to finally learn Final Cut Pro. And that's, there's another example. There's another shift. Right. This is a good time for people just because you're hunkered down doesn't mean you have to hunker down on your business and doing things to build your skill set. And this is the perfect right. time right now to be able to take this downtime because we never get it. 
we don't get downtime like this during <laughs> during whatever we consider normal. I've almost forgotten after eight months now of the pandemic. Um, I think I've forgotten what a normal day is like when you just have the freedom to, you know, get in your car and run to CVS or Ace Hardware right. and not think about anything. Yeah. I mean, in the wedding industry, they had their, their, their quote unquote downtime in a regular season, but they're still working. They're, 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 they're planning, they're marketing, they're, they're, they're doing everything they need to. They're doing the engagement sessions. They're, they're doing everything they need to for the, to build up their weddings, but they're still working typically, uh, you know, where, where now a lot of wedding photographers do have that time where, Hey, you learn final cut pro, you get really good at it. You can then start offering video to your wedding still right. business, right? So um, there's there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. Um, well, I'm glad you so, brought up weddings because yeah. uh, there's a photographer. You and I were talking about it just before we got started here. J.P. Alario is over near Albany. And his business and his dad's business, Joe and J.P. are a father-son wedding photographers. They're phenomenal photographers, although there's nothing they can't shoot. But JP started doing FaceTime portraits and the six o'clock new six o'clock news in Albany picked it up. Um, in fact, I don't mean this to sound like an infomercial, but if you go to skipcohenuniversity.com and you just type in JP Alario, E-L-A-R-I-O, you'll go to a blog post I did where I have the clip from the Albany news station and he's doing FaceTime portraits. And you'll see as you scroll down and you find the article, I think it's called FaceTime Portraits or something like that, A New Direction. But here's somebody whose wedding business dried up and he's doing headshots, FaceTime portraits come up and he's got an opportunity to work with a client. It's created a new revenue stream for them at a time when the wedding business had, had dried up. Although if you think about it in that first quarter, like you said, it was downtime for most wedding photographers anyway. And he makes a comment in his interview on the news that that the pandemic, it just feels like the slow season has been dramatically extended, which is what happened. Mm. But here's an idea yeah. to be able to keep doing what, what he loves doing, as well as he's done a couple of engagement sessions all through FaceTime. And you'll see in the video that the news clip ran. You know, he's he's giving his client a little direction and they're getting a product and something that they love. So, right. Anyway, um, have you seen? Have you seen? Uh, before we move into the next uh, question, have you seen um, Jer what Jeremy Cowart has been doing? Oh uh, no, I haven't. Okay, but I'm a so, Jeremy um, fan. He, you know, his he's got an incredibly creative mind, right? Right. Um, when I saw what he was doing, it, it blew me away. Uh, he is taking the the facetime or the skype or wh however he's actually virtual you know uh, video chatting with his client projecting them with a super high definition professional canon projector onto a white uh background or a background that he hand paints or digitally paints or whatever and then lighting that <laughs> and it comes out as these completely unique beautiful images that you can't get any other way so he figured out how to take this distant session and make something super unique. Um, and he even photographs it inside of like a wood frame that he puts together. Um, so it just, you definitely got to check that out. Um, he, he puts them on his Instagram um, often. So they're really, really unique, um, you know, for just a sing single person or a family or things like that. Um, so 
you um, don't photograph clients, you know, uh, for a living. You are on the sort of the, the business end of things. So I'm curious, um, from your side, how has your business been impacted by this pandemic? Um, well, first of all, I, just to make sure everybody knows this, my passion is marketing and business. Um, I, can, I can do a portrait just as good as you can, Scott. The difference is it'll take me 12 hours. <laughs> right. It'll take you 12 minutes. Um, <laughs> And that'll be, and mine will be hit and miss and like, all right, no, no, no. I, I need to move the lights over. I need to brighten that one. Um, I, I know more than I let on because I've hung out with so many great photographers over the years right. and they're all my friends, but my passion is the business and marketing. Now in terms of right. changes in my business, um, not, not that many. I mean, I'm doing more online than ever before. I miss right. conventions and speaking at conferences, something terrible. I, I, the last two shows were IUSA and then WPPI. And at both of them, I was working in the Platypod booth and I had no idea that I would looking back, I would be looking back and saying, wow, those were the good old days um, right. a few months later. So when that first show does finally um, open up and we all go, it's going to be one hell of a celebration <laughs> as everybody <laughs> yeah. comes out of the woodwork. But my business has shifted more to online and the phone more than ever before. Obviously, I'm not doing very much, uh, you know, live uh, in person. Um, online workshops, um, I've done a couple now. Um, and also there are changes, I think, in terms of what I'm sharing. I'm sharing more things, like I mentioned, the town crier. I'm, share, I'm trying to share more things that I hear that are going on that will help other photographers. Uh, one I mentioned was uh, Stephen Goats up in Northern California, who had an idea of taking family portrait images, uh, pulling them into Photoshop, Lightroom, whatever, pull the color, turn them into line art, and send them back to clients with small children as coloring book pages. It's brilliant. It's great goodwill. It's the opportunity to stay in touch with a client. And it's such an easy, simple thing that everybody can do. And your clients are going to be sitting there saying, oh, my God, you know, little little Tommy and Susie have nothing to do. And they're one's five and one's seven and they're home and we're doing homeschool. But now we can do some family portraits or places that the family's gone on vacation. Um, there's definitely been an increase in a greater sense of family than ever before because of the pandemic. It's almost right. like days when I was a kid where. You know, Sunday night, we all circled the wagons at my grandparents and watched the Ed Sullivan show. And that's really dating um, as everybody goes, who's who's Ed Sullivan? Who's Ed Sullivan? Who is Ed Sullivan? <laughs> You're one of those people. So I, I no, hate I you know, for that, I know but, who Ed Sullivan is. All right. Um, he, I mean, he is before my time, I will say, but I do know who he is. So if that helps. <laughs> so my, my, business, my business has changed more in terms of trying to help more photographers Remember that I said it earlier, um, hunkering down is about your health. It's not about your business or your skill set. Right. Um, so you, you touched uh, briefly on, on um, my, what my next question was, which is how the pandemic has impacted the photography industry's education side. Now, obviously, conferences are going online. Um, workshops are going online. But have you noticed any anything else that has changed in the ed education side, like 
Have you have you noticed a, a boost in photographers who are now getting into education or anything like that? Um, I, I haven't picked up so much on that. Most of the people that at least I follow, um, we're already doing something in education, but they might be doing something more and they're doing an online series, for example. Um, I know I was just on this morning with Bobby Lane and Lee Veris. I caught up to them on Facebook. And I know Lee has got, in fact, both Lee and Bobby are doing some online uh, programs. Lee with doing some things in in Photoshop, Lightroom, and you know image manipulation, and uh, Bobby doing things that relate to lighting. So most of the people I follow are just doing more of that. But then there are then there are a few here and there that come up. Um, in fact, one of the ones I I shared ties back into one of the labs. Um, and do you care if I mention a lab? Are you good? Go for it. All right. Go for it. Bay Photo has a product called Performance EXT Metal. I've got three prints outside. One of them has been outside for three years in the in the sun and heat and rain of Florida. Now, obviously, we don't get the winter colds, but when you look at it by eye, there's been there's been no deterioration in the image at all. Now, under the microscope, who knows how much it's faded or changed, but it's still a beautiful print. Well, how many restaurants? now offer outdoor seating and there's nothing outdoors they stuck some tables on the side of the building i mean there's another revenue revenue stream out there that could give photographers an opportunity to do something different in terms of helping a restaurant decorate outdoors with these performance ext metal prints and it's another it's another opportunity and that product i mean i liked it and talked about it two years ago three years ago when i first put up the print but now with the pandemic, there's an even greater need, not to mention the fact how many people are at home and you're tired of looking at the same walls. Um, there's an opportunity to redecorate um, and some good things there. So I don't know if I answered the question. I forgot the question already. It goes <laughs> that good. That, that was a good. Yeah, that was a that was a good um, uh, a good a good sort of um, tip for photographers to do um, as another way to branch out from what they're doing on a regular basis um, in order to potentially bring in more revenue and, you know, new print opportunities. I didn't, I never thought about the whole outdoor print. That's a great, a great idea. Um, and it totally could be done. You know, uh, like there's restaurants here that they literally pop up their outdoor tents on the, you know, on the, the side of their building in the parking lot. And you're, you're literally staring at a highway and a wall. Uh, a blank right. wall with nothing right. on it. I mean, to to pop in some some cement screws and and hang a metal print. That's nothing, right? Um, so I like it. I like that idea. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah I, another, I think photographers can could strategize. There's another um, aspect I, to education, and I know photographers that are doing this. It doesn't quite fit under the umbrella of the question you asked, but in terms of education, right. <laughs> every photographer right now has the ability to become an educator in their community. Take the mm -hmm. time. There are things that all of you do that you don't think twice about. It's a combination of maybe it's backlighting, maybe it's composition, maybe it's posing. Um, start giving tips to your readers. Use your blog and become the community expert on photography. And they don't. Have, we're not talking about long mm -hmm. blog posts. You, you can show examples, and it doesn't matter if you're shooting with, with a high-end DSLR or you're shooting with a cell phone, 
give mom and dad tips on how to take better Halloween pictures this year because the kids aren't going to be doing much trick-or-treating like they have in the right. past, but they want to get in their costume. Um, there are going to be opportunities uh, as we get into the December holidays. Um, give them tips on how to get that great shot of the Christmas tree, how to do a family portrait at Thanksgiving. Um, share those things that you know. So on the education side, I think there's an opportunity for virtually every photographer with a blog to be able to build that content. And the other thing that everybody forgets about, your blog doesn't have to be done in real time every time you post. Right. I always recommend you to post at least twice a week. And if you're not going to do that, then put your blog aside until you've built up a stash. But in building up that stash, everybody listening to this podcast could take half a day and come up with 15, 20 topics that they can write about. You can use pictures as, a, as examples. You could do 15 to 20 tips on how to get better photographs. Um, there's also an issue of what to do with your photographs. How many people have images on their computer and their phone that have never seen the light of day? And yet, boy, a little tabletop easel with a print would be a fun thing to have. I mean, what are you going to give grandma this year besides a mask? Um, and what are you going to do with your holiday cards? Holiday cards are the greatest way for photographers to get the message out there. But being able to offer clients holiday cards, as well as doing your own holiday cards, um, is another great way to remind people what you do for a living. Yep. Um, I think that the the education stuff on, on your website is uh, a great lead generation tool. Um, because if you're showing that you know what you're doing, that you could teach you could teach your clients, um, since you can't necessarily always photograph your clients this season, you can educate your clients on how they can use their phones or whatever. It shows that you know what you're doing, you're an authority, um, and it's going to be a good lead, lead generation tool that next year, hopefully, knock on wood, when everything's back to normal, uh, you know, they'll come to you instead of doing it again right. themselves, right? Um, I also think on the same note, photographers that are interested in getting into education, you could set up a socially distanced masked photo session that isn't for portfolio use, isn't for a paid job where it's you and your local photographers getting together to practice, to learn from each other. You set up lights outside and practice high speed sync and all these different things and you know, literally everyone's wearing a mask. No one's getting close to each other, but you're all having a good time and learning from each other. I think is another way to um, to take advantage of this um, forced downtime to, you know, um, further educate your, yourself. Well, there's a misnomer out there in in the words social distancing, and Bob Coates started it and said, "Can we at least call it physical distancing?" Because the social side has nothing to do with it. So you're right. right. You could do. You could do, there are people out there that are doing smaller workshops. Um, I don't know how many people got together for it, but I know that Scott Kelby had the uh, photo walk 2020 last, uh, I guess it was last Saturday. Um, and people were out photographing either on their own or going out with some friends. And again, maintaining the physical distancing, but still being social, still exchanging ideas and still right. looking for new ways to be able to capture an image. Which is another thing. I mean, the pandemic, I think, has made memories more important than ever. I've had a blast in a private group that I found online, which was called, If You Grew Up in Painesville, Ohio, You Remember. Well, mm -hmm. Painesville, Ohio is right. my hometown. 
and they just they just share old images and it's yeah. been everything from you know I, I shared one of my wife's great grandparents from 1870 um, that we found being able to share those images both older ones and just new things of things that are going on memories right now are they're a premium we're all trying to make them and as photographers everybody's got access to files of memories for their clients and things that you can share that create that reminder of how important imaging is. It hasn't gone away. I mean, the revenue streams have changed and they won't come back to what they were for a little while, but that doesn't mean there aren't other things like J.P. Alario, like the performance uh, metal prints, right. um, the coloring book pages, all those things are happening right now and they're out there so you can develop that creativity and keep in touch. And still build your business. Um, so I have two more questions for you. Nah, I'm the only, next I'm one, only taking one, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, so this next one, you, you've touched on, but I'm curious if you have any, any other juicy thing that you want to share. Um, what, what would you tell uh, all the photographers in these crazy situations? Again, you've, you've shared already so many juicy details, but I'm wondering if there's something... Uh, up your sleeve oh, that you might want to share. There, there is, and I, I don't mean it to sound sappy, but we are part <laughs> of what I consider the most amazing industry um, in the world. In fact, and I've said this before, second only to modern medicine, photography, imaging has given the world more than, than any other career field. And if you think about what the images that people have captured from the beautiful moments to the violation of human rights. Where would we be without photography? Where would we be without video and imaging? And I think it's important for everybody to remember the role that we all still have and the responsibility we still have to our clients. And it, it, it's a really bad pun, but everybody's got to stay focused. Everybody knows mm -hmm. how to focus with, hold focus with their camera, but you got to hold focus on your career. Um, on those days when you're just frustrated as all hell and you're miserable and you don't know what to do, walk away from the computer. Don't watch the news that day. Don't listen to any politician. Don't take any phone calls and just go out for a walk or take your camera yeah. out. Go photograph the way you did. Maybe it was uh, for me. It started in high school. You know, just go out and, and for a walk with your camera, pick a topic. Uh, the, this is where I happen to love those 365 day projects where photographers will post a new image every day doing something different. Now right. is the time to just stay focused. And when you get frustrated, um, don't beat yourself up for it. Don't feel bad. We're all feeling it. And there are times when Sheila will say to me, what's wrong? And I can't put my finger on it until we've talked a little bit more. And I'm frustrated. I miss bumping into people, literally. I miss conventions. I miss being able to just, I, I've referred to myself over the years as the biggest lunch slut in photography because I will regularly have lunch with photographers in the area. My buddy, Larry Becker is up on the other side of Tampa and I'm down here South of Tampa. We've got a place we meet for lunch and Sheila and I are still hunkered down and I'm not, I'm not going to risk, you know, seven and a half months of following some serious level of health restrictions to grab lunch with Larry. But we talk on a regular basis and it means a lot that I know he's out there. But there are days when we all feel the frustration. So what everybody's got to remember is that as photographers, as imaging artists, um, we're magicians. 
you guys are the magicians. I just try and help you market the business of it all. But <laughs> you're magicians, magician you're helping people <laughs> capture memories. And that carries with it a huge responsibility right. that hasn't gone away just because of a pandemic. Right. That was the short um, so again, answer, by the way, to your question. Yeah, no, that was great. And it it was uh, it was definitely sappy, and I like it. <laughs> no, I'm a, what can um, I say? I'm a sappy guy. Yeah. Um, so, again, you touched on something I was about to ask you. Um, and I wa actually wonder if this is still what you do. But um, is there something that you do for your health mentally, physically, or a combination to cope with the stress that comes out of this pandemic? For me... Is, is that I train harder in my karate classes because it's it's like the perfect combination of the two. Um, so I'm wondering what you do. And again, you said before, you know, go out for a walk with your camera and just get into that Zen place and, right. you know, and mentally, right? And that's a good combination because you're also walking around getting the physical exercise. But um, is that what you still do? You do something no, else? Got, we've, got, we've got some other things here. I stumbled on something totally by accident. Um, I lost Molly the Wonder Dog uh, in February of 2019 and thought the hole in my heart would never be filled. Um, oh, there goes one of my note to self. Charge your Lytra Pro before. Um, <laughs> one of my lights just went out, so we'll just live with it. Um, but we wound up and we got two puppies in November. And November, December, January, Sheila and I were both saying, what the hell were we thinking, um, getting two puppies at the same time? But by February, March, um, they kind of knew what they were doing. They were housebroken. And the puppies have created an incredible outlet for us um, working together. We also have a butterfly garden. And we're out there digging around in the garden. I've got a sign out back. Uh, it's, it says Sheila's Garden Center. Some, ki some, some kids never grow up and just like to play in the dirt. Well, Sheila <laughs> got me into it. We both love to cook. Um, we, watch, we watch Chopped. We watch a couple of other cooking shows, Beat Bobby Flay. And as a result, uh, we've, been, we've been cooking more. I have put on what I call the Corona 15. Yep. Um, just, yeah, because you're, you're cooking, you're, you're eating. Um, those are really the, the keys. So I'd say cooking, walking, doing some kind of exercise, um, and the puppies have kept us busy. And then, like I said, there are days when I just shut the computer down and I might just go sit outside. Now I can't deny for a second I'm lucky I live in Florida, and until we get into those bone-chilling 60-degree days, um, we're outside all the time. And I'm really serious. People down here, it's so funny when the temperature drops. Um, everybody whines and complains, and everybody up north is dealing with, you know, 10 and 20-degree chill 10. factors. And, <laughs> yeah. and, I'm, and I'm whining because I can't put the top down today um, because, <laughs> because it's 60. Um, yeah, yeah. So, it's all, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's all of the above. Oh, I'm also more active. Like I mentioned, Facebook, fake Facebook has really been good. Like the, like, like my hometown page with 12,000 right. members, uh, has been, has been a fun diversion to just get away and, um, and get interaction with people. I think the biggest mistake a lot of people have made is thinking that they have to go through this alone. Uh, right. And it's, you don't have to go through it alone. You've still got the phone. Yeah. You've still got your interaction online. That's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to start this pivot and shift mini series for in the podcast was I think it's a great to prove idea. that 
that, yeah, no, you know, this whole industry is not alone. Everybody's in it. Um, everybody's dealing with the same stuff in their own, in their, in similar ways. Some of them are identical. Some of them are different and there's ways to cope. There's ways to adjust. There's ways to pivot and shift. So, um, with that, I want to say thank you, uh, very much for joining me today. This has Um, been fun. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Um, now we're going to include all the places that, that everybody can find you, but if you can share the absolute best place for people to find more information about you. Yep. Every day I write uh, skipcohenuniversity.com um, is where everything gets posted daily. Sometimes there are two to three posts in a day, depending on what's going on. I'm also Skip Cohen on Facebook and Skip Cohen on Twitter. And my email, if anybody has a question, I answer it all the time. I have become email obsessive, even though I always was. I'm more <laughs> obsessive now. And it's skip at M-E-I and the number 500.com. So that's where awesome. to find me. Um, you can find the show notes and all the places to find Skip at imagely.com slash podcast slash 114. Don't forget to subscribe to the show at all the places, wherever you listen, we're we're there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Until next time. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast. 